0: Hiya, what we saying? Um, this is episode three of Scene of It All. I think that's kind of the name that we've kind of just like defaulted to now, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It probably, works, yeah. it suits us, and it's pretty chill. I kinda of still like scene behaviour though. But um Sophia yeah, draw us up like <laughs> we can do all. We we can just be everything. The vegan street yeah. podcast. Well, we're better than everyone and yeah. scene of it all and scene behavior. Uh, Sophia's just woken up. So um i think this is going to be a pretty interesting conversation because she's either going to be like huh or she's going to be like hyper focused (laughs) on shit and it's going to be so good. but um (sighs) yeah so um it's kind of been a slow week to be honest with stuff that's been happening everything's either happened at the start of the week or it's happened like literally like maybe about like like fucking 12 hours ago so like made sure to catch everything that we possibly can but um yeah sophia you good
1: yeah, I'm I'm awake. I'm good. I <laughs> I am here to catch it all and process information. Mm. Uh.
0: Uh, the best part of the internet is process actually no, the best part of the internet is not processing information. It's just taking a headline and running with it. So um the yes. uh, first one I wanna give you is what's kind of been like making Metalcore Twitter lose its shit because metalcore twitter seems to think that if you listen to metalcore that's all you listen to and anything else is just like why would you do that to yourself but um of course. frank ocean posted loath on the ig story
1: <laughs> wow that's so special that's so oh my god he's not like other artists <laughs> <laughs> he's not like the <laughs> other
0: girls i love no.
1: that no I mean, fucking good band. I mean, I saw the picture. I mean, I, I do the same.
0: I don't yeah. know. Like, that's cool. Like, you you, you post songs that you listen to that you think are cool and that, but just, like, the absolute, like, uproar that this has kind of caused because everyone's just like, wait, 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 wait. A guy that makes music that isn't metalcore likes metalcore?
1: Wait. Uh, yeah, that's like, um, I don't know. Was it Phoebe Bridgers? that was wearing the dying wish hoodie. oh my god
0: yeah it was actually yeah uh,
1: we have i mean post malone is kind of known to be in that kind of bubble but still yeah. every time he posts a picture with any like band, it's like what the fuck like how but like, then I it's always, like it makes sense
0: <laughs> with post malone like i always remember the first the first thing that i ever saw post malone years ago was when he was with aaron heard of jesus peace and he's holding the fucking sword like that's yes <laughs> that's the very first one i ever remember of him and everyone just been like oh that that's that's cool that they're cool that they're homies i love that but now it's gotten to the point that like he can wear a skull shirt and everyone's like holy fuck this is insane and then when he um he was at the drain show with like that yeah he like made his own drain shirt or something like that i'm sure there was some shit about that as well yeah, um, yeah, but I think the cool <laughs> thing about Frank Ocean posting Low Than the Story" and everyone kind of losing their shit is, um, Frank's kind of been like, kind of like a goth like long term. To think about it, yeah, it's like yeah. him, him, Earl Sweatshirt that just played Outbreak this year as well, and Tyler the Creator like they've been they've been mates with like trash talk and shit for like forever. Like there's, I'm sure sh- there's like Vice videos up of like them guys like all hanging out together and it's like videos of like frank ocean like literally crowd killing people like half his size at trash talk shows tell the creator like swinging off like the rafters in the room and shit i generally think if some parts of the internet saw that they'd be like oh my god what the hell oh my god do you think the metal Twitter would still be like yeah f- frank um, frank ocean's um, an abuser because he crowd kills at shows do you think that would still count
1: oh my god i don't need i think everyone would say that at this like imagine like his normal fans being like what the fuck he abuses like children at shows like what the fuck is going on meanwhile Mellowcore twitter just doesn't seem to get it right like with anything like Oh my God, Frank Ocean is like a poser. Like, what the fuck is he oh my doing? God.
0: He goes to like one hardcore show a year. It is <laughs> fucked up because, like, it just makes me think of like every genre seems to kind of have like its own kind of like issues going on. Whereas, like metal, where yeah. has always always been of the opinion that um crowd killing is assault. That's always been a yes. thing. So I always wonder what they would think if they saw Frank Ocean in that trash talk video. But then pop punk twitter is not that thing where grown men can't understand that you shouldn't hit on anyone under the age of consent and then then hardcore twitter, what's hardcore twitter's issue actually
1: oh kinda everyone and everything too (laughs) I don't know
0: (laughs) just everything's a problem
1: (laughs) everyone is a problem is a target for anything I mean honestly there's like even, like, the crowd-killing discourse seems to be a thing, too. I mean, we have issues with everything and everyone
0: Yeah, else. But I still think, like, still going back to the point, that even if, like, everyone's kind of, like, losing their shit over Frank Ocean, like, being a Loathe fan, I still think it's kind of cool when you see, like, those crossovers. Like, because it's, it's totally new to some people. Like, remember when, like, Billie Eilish was, like, side-stage for Not loose It, whatever the fuck it was, yeah, Loser or something like that? Yeah, I mean,
1: she's fucking vegan yeah. straight-edge, man. I mean, yeah. she, she's got to have some sort of, like, connection to it. Like oh, totally. For us, it's not new, but for them, it's like, Billie Eilish is into, like, weird music? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> and then there was um, Charlie XCX with Stoodwatch yes. and Turnstile.
1: Fucking I don't amazing. What that was I love having.
0: her. Yeah, I think that's just cool as fuck. Just seeing stuff like that is just, like, it's... It's just nice to kind of see that like though like the genres that like we see as being like really underrepresented. I know that like everyone fucking knows turns down, everyone knows not loose and stuff. Yeah,
1: of course. But, but I still I mean... think
0: it's it's still cool to see like the music that's kinda of, like every that the mainstream audience kind of turns their noses up at is being accepted by people that the mainstream audience think is amazing, like Billy yeah, like, but, Charlie and stuff. But
1: I mean like also I don't know what what the fuck is going on in people's brains, but everyone can have their own, like, sense of music. I mean, sure, they don't talk about it maybe that often, but what do you think? Like, rappers only listen to fucking rap and, like, pop stars only listen to pop? No, like, they're going to have some bands or Mm -hmm. something that they like, that they look up to, or, like, even, like, if it's Slipknot, I don't fucking care, but... There's always gonna be some sort of crossover, so oh my god, like, there's you...
0: like, um, speaking of Slipknot, I it still makes me think of like, um, Margot Robbie interviews. Every so often they <laughs> always bring up like, yeah, like Margot, like you're into some really interesting music, aren't you? And it's like, yeah, I've liked Slipknot since I was a teenager, and they're all like, oh my god, I can't believe this—the the Wolf of Wall Street lady, fucking Harley Quinn loves goth music, like so what, man. People just yeah, oh it's just wild uh,
1: i don't know it's s- such a normal thing to hear like for it's like the fucking uh, what was it the co-worker metalcore <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. sure it's slipknot but it's still like i get it like it- it's fair like you listen to it it's cool i wouldn't like have guessed it but because you look so normal but people listen to fucking the, um, metal or rock or whatever so it's not like a new thing
0: see for people that don't know what coworker worker metal is can you clarify that because i think it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about it in the first episode right oh my god shit so we did yeah but um, so go
1: listen to that because greg is a very good uh, explainer
0: just good at putting words in the right order comes with years of experience of just talking shit but um yeah like co-worker metalcore is actually like wild because it really kind of shines a light on which particular bands are kind of known by like more more like kind of like normie mainstream audiences that don't necessarily dabble in metalcore or hardcore as much as like the sort of people that you would see at shows and that like i think it's amazing that like Five Finger Death Punch is almost like a household name at this point. It's so oh weird, God, yes. but kind of funny.
1: Yes, it is very funny. I cannot get over it. Every time I hear this band, I want to laugh or, I don't know, cry maybe too.
0: The thing that always that I always remember about that band is like when we went into lockdown for the first time and there was bands like Five Finger Death Punch and Seether and stuff like that, like all like your like fucking southern rock metal shit that yeah you, that you, that you just know is being listened to by like more conservative minded people
1: <laughs> and
0: i always remember five finger death punch being like yeah the vaccine's bullshit covid doesn't exist it's a hoax and stuff and then a week later they were selling like five finger death punch branded masks and i thought Fair, you got to get that bag, but like, holy shit, you look fucking stupid doing this. So, yeah,
1: so stupid.
0: People so, don't realize
1: so it, but yeah. Oh,
0: but it is know. what it is. It's wild. <laughs> so, um, it is what it is. It is what it is. It happens. Like we've um, we're recording this on like what fourth of November, so like Halloween's just passed, and you were sitting, yes. we were talking about um how people that aren't necessarily involved, oh, yeah, people that aren't necessarily involved in like hardcore or metalcore or anything, um, can be actually into like these sorts of bands. Um Twitch in Tongues did like a like a Misfits tribute set called Twitch Fits. Yes. It's pretty cool, but there's like word going about that like Billie Eilish and Phoebe Bridges were both there. Really? Yeah, apparently they were both there. But I think it might just be that like the I, I don't know, maybe people have just like taken photos of them like around Halloween time, both in like misfit shirts. But um I'm gonna oh. look into it a little bit more, but I think it's kind of cool. But um the the Twitch Twitch fits like volume one recently went up like on Apple Music and Spotify. And yeah. it's all like old tracks like Last Caress and Were Eagles There and it's it's just really, really cool to kind of see like see like your kind of modern day bands like actually like covering like where punk kind of kind of found its footing and then went on yeah. to hardcore and stuff i kind of love that Yeah, i, I saw a tweet so that like, i absolutely loved which kind of made me think of like when like i was a kid as well and it was um when like the twitch Vits, uh show got announced and someone replied to it being like damn I'm going to be like 14 again and I've got to go and learn all the words to all the Misfit songs and I thought holy shit it just made me think of like going through like old like CDs and reading like the lyric sheets so like when it came for show I'd actually be able to sing along I just thought that was so cool just kind of seeing that like so cute yeah just seeing like shit like that is still alive and well it's cool as fuck
1: yeah it's also like I mean twitching tongues is fucking amazing we can all agree on that right so it's like another thing but it's also nice having them cover old stuff in that sense of like old heads also kind of finding comfort in new bands maybe i don't know yeah. like
0: no, it's totally kind of just yeah.
1: uh, wholesome you know like having them everyone sing along to some old songs and having fun and beating the shit out of each other i don't know but <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> seeing like all these like halloween shows as well it's been like so yeah Love that. we played
1: one it was fucking insane but seeing like that video of twitch fits was was some other level of crazy
0: i saw like a couple videos of like your show but i saw the one <laughs> where like all i can see is like the hannah montana wig that you're wearing Ah <laughs> <for.
1: laughs> oh, yeah we we didn't have like a cohesive uh costume thing but i went as hannah montana and yeah the blonde wig just did it justice i guess
0: <laughs> did um did any of the other bands dress up
1: oh yeah everyone dressed up but everyone had like different costumes so so there wasn't really a theme among the bands but it was very funny to see like satan on the microphone or just like i don't yeah. know a, a guy in like this um echo chamber um Fabi went as like the guy that like in the military when they they're like they look like a swamp monster basically when they're oh just like God, dressed yeah, up as yeah. like basically like a wheat thing. So like I didn't see shit of his face in the <laughs> beginning, and like the last songs he had to take off the mask because like it just got too hot. So that was fucking fun, but yeah, don't 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 pick a costume where you have to sing. And, like, have a mask on. It doesn't make sense. Just, oh
0: just my leave God.
1: it. Yeah. That made me think a lot about my costume. So I just went as Santa Montana. So it
0: was I easy. The, I think you did the smartest thing. Because, like, if you end up, like, wearing a mask, it just, like, completely covers, like, your ability to, like, actually sing in that. I remember playing ba- back in the day when I used to, like, sing in a band. I remember playing a Halloween show. And one of the other bands in the bill did the whole cohesive um costume thing and they all went a slipknot so um oh my god it was like an old coat you remember the old like cory taylor mask where it's like um it's like he's got a bag over his head and it's yeah melted and he's got like the dreadlocks and that coming out of it. like one of like the first ones it was weird yeah. the- like the mask kept just like moving around his head so you just like <laughs> it, it, the mouth kept repeating like on the side of his face and <laughs> And you can imagine, like, in a small venue, playing a Halloween show, dressed in a Halloween costume, like, it's going to get hot as hell. Yeah. I just remember, like, thinking, like, this set fucking rules, but at the same time, I can't understand how these guys are still managing to play. Like, they must just be melting under those costumes.
1: I mean, the wig already was fucking annoying to wear. (laughs) Like, I, I... No, like, I can't. I had to take it off, like, very dramatically at the last song. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm free. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I I tried wearing it during, like, the first band. And I was like, it's so annoying. I had to take off, like, almost all of my costume. And then when our set was coming up, I was like, okay, now I have to wear everything again. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, kind of poser, but shit i can't wash with this shit on
0: you could have just done what like the furry did and like you just take off like every part of the costume (laughs) except the head so you've just got like blonde wig
1: Uh, yeah i i had like the fucking um was basically almost like a onesie with with the zebra stripes and the pink ass tights i was still wearing that with the fucking um what was i wearing like a blistered shirt over it so it looked so crazy with the pink (laughs) neon thighs (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, all good went well. I'm to, um, but
0: I'm trying to think like who, like what other bands I can think of that like actually dressed up for like Halloween stuff. I um I saw out of reprisals set like maybe two days yeah. or in in Glasgow like a couple of days before Halloween and like they were all like in skull masks and stuff. And I thought yeah that's cool like everyone's yeah. got the masks like that's cool they're all matching they're all cohesive. But then Bank of and Joy. From Dundee that played just before. Um, Matthew, their vocalist, was um dressed as Heath Ledger's Joker, had like a shirt and tie on, and then after a while I ended up just tearing it off. And underneath Matthews wearing uh fishnets and a nurse's dress, and it just looked amazing.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's so smart. What and the it was fuck? just smart as
0: fuck. And then <laughs> Zara was dressed up as kind of like a almost like a zombie nun but kind of looked like you're from spy family at the same time and it just (laughs) it was so so sick i loved it but i'm trying to think who else there was like boy genius they all dressed up as like um different kind of iterations of like like god and christianity and shit i'm sure that like i'm sure that julian baker is wearing like um uh a pair of like white a pair of like white pants that just say like for god's eyes only whilst carrying like a bible and it just looked hard as fuck
1: that's crazy yeah
0: and then you've got like nothing nowhere dressed up as fallout boy while supporting fallout boy at halloween and it's just
1: that is is funny that is kind of funny but also like maybe weird but it's very funny yeah yeah i I get it that's kind of cool yeah Mm. oh man yeah, there were a lot of Halloween shows. I, I've seen some videos of like uh some of my friends that are in bands being at fucking funny ass shows dressing like dressing up as nuns or like priests and shit. One of my friends was dressed as a nun and he's a drummer, so it, it looked pretty fun.
0: and <laughs> <laughs> like I still think my favorite one so far is the one that you spoke about, um your the your friend from Echo Chamber that's in like the like the military ghillie suit i think that's a, yeah that's
1: that's that. so many good pictures of that it's amazing
0: um what i was thinking would be like a good little segue if i'm talking about halloween shows is um a lot of people on the bird app just now have been talking about their first ever show that they went to yes. so like yes. i think everyone's kind of like exclu- excluding like local shows and stuff like that like what was like what was your like first like big show that you went to like a proper like concert like one of those oh my
1: god so like doesn't matter the genre
0: it does not matter i've seen like oh my um, god i've seen like lexi from space posting like no one's gonna beat my my um show and it was like justin bieber
1: okay i i think i could beat that because my first ever concert was a birthday present from my mom sweet um but she did not think about the fact that it's my birthday and not her birthday. So we were in traffic for like almost three hours. We arrived at the concert. I was excited because I didn't know where the fuck she's bringing me. Yes. And then I see so many old people basically, and we are going, I don't know if anyone outside of like German Hardcore or ger- the German bubble knows about this woman, but her name is Helena Fischer, and okay. she is a German. She's a big ass pop star, but she does like I don't know what you call it, but um, we call it schlager. Right. Schlager music, so it's like very German, very German music, and she has like this one song where she sings like um something something uh without getting like air and then she flies through the air so you can imagine (laughs) i'm like i don't know i'm 12 in a stadium like it's filled with old people and i I fall asleep up until the last song (laughs) where this woman is flying through the air singing this stupid ass song everyone's singing along drunk as fuck with beer because German right and I was so sad that day because I did not want to be there
0: was she that was, my through, first... was she flying through <laughs> yeah. the air like that pink video which is like I'm gonna start a fight and then she just like disappears and flies over the crowd
1: yeah basically oh
0: my god amazing I love but that.
1: she's just like an elderly woman singing german songs about like love and heartbreak and like you know just cringe and i'm like why am i here i'm like the only child this is my supposed to be my birthday present what the fuck mom i was so pissed at her too
0: just picturing this elderly woman flying through the air
1: (laughs) yeah and uh, that was my first ever like concert concert so um thank you mom (laughs) for that one
0: (laughs) so yeah emotional damage for a first show i love that Bad traumatic <laughs> I can't believe you slept through a show as well that's like near impossible incredible it was
1: so boring it was so boring we were so high up i didn't really hear a lot and i was so tired from all the traffic so i was like let me just like close my eyes and then i woke up at the last song <laughs> her, her being mid-air flying
0: this um waking up at the last song just reminds me of um one of my mates told me his like first like concert was like download like oh two- shit 2012 or something, I think it was. yeah um, or download ten or whatever it was. I don't I don't know the fucking years of download because I've never been. But he was telling me that was his like first thing. He went with his dad and it was like a proper bonding experience and they loved it and they waited in traffic for ages and then they went to see Black Sabbath because like if you go to something like that, you've got to see you've got to see the big ones like that. like Yeah, of course. Like if Iron Maiden are playing or Metallica or Slayer whatever, like if Black Sabbath's there, you got you got to see Black Sabbath. So he's telling me that like he was watching it and you know how like those bands that are on at the end of the night always going for fucking forever? He's like yes. sat there for like an hour or something and then they play the last song and he's like, holy shit i'm exhausted we could finally go home and then he turns around he's like he's like 12 i think at this point he, he turns around <laughs> and he starts walking back towards the car and his dad's like where the fuck are you going and he's like it's over and then the lights come back up <laughs> and then they just start playing the encore and he's like oh my god no
1: oh, no yeah. no!" But, um, oh
0: my god he said it was amazing but it kind of gave him like a good like perspective on like what live music on that scale can actually be like
1: it's fucking exhausting yeah i can't play a set that is like past 20 minutes man
0: (laughs) yeah like i don't know how bands can like do like do sets that last like so long i remember filming uh death heaven at outbreak and i think their set was like 60 minutes and then and then we filmed them again in glasgow playing a headline set and their set was like an hour and twenty or something, and like I've Jesus. never felt I've never felt the ache in my arms like I have that day, like holding a camera up that entire time filming it. Maybe it's different when like you're actually like, stood just watching it, but like it's a hell of a long time to sit and watch. Oh yeah, it. it
1: is. But but coming back to the thing, what was your first concert, Greg?
0: My first concert, like proper one um mm-hmm. i went to taste the chaos in 2006 and it was funeral for a friend kill switch engaged the used reggie in the full effect rise against and story of the year it was a stacked as hell lineup so
1: basically not a cringe concert i'm very proud
0: of you yep i didn't have a cringe <laughs> concert at all Like i was like a proper like purist elitist when i was a kid i was so fucking annoying to be around when it came to music so oh. I, like I can remember like being in the car with like my sister and like her partner when I was like a kid and I can remember like they put on like DJ Shadow who I fucking love now I think and <laughs> I remember them putting that on being like this fucking sucks put on some fucking metal I want to listen to metal have you got any slayer I'm listening to Tridium <laughs> and Children of Bodom and shit but looking back on it oh. now, I hate myself for that because like, DJ Shadow rules and I couldn't accept that people wouldn't listen to anything but metal. But um, that's fair. Yeah, my first show ruled. It was so good. It was like
1: stacked, Bill. Yeah.
0: It was when Funeral for a Friend had just put out ours. Rise Against were kind of like still riding the high of releasing siren songs of the camera. Rising. <laughs> Rising. Um. What else was there? Story of the year were brilliant as well. They did that whole shit where they like claim like the they climb the stacks and then they jump off it at the breakdown oh okay Kill switch engage it was when howard had like recently joined after jesse left
1: oh um, okay and they were, yeah
0: and there were still like it was like the, the end of heartache era where like they were playing rosa sharon and stuff and i kind of got to see like everything that i was so used to listening to at school but in the flesh and it was really really sick but um That's fair, yeah. so you had a pretty traumatic time with like your mom taking you to that sh- that show um yeah my dad didn't enjoy the show whatsoever and after the show he was like yeah we're not gonna get a taxi we're not waiting in that queue so we had to walk along the fucking motorway in the pouring oh. rain back home <laughs> and i was like oh. why are we doing this like so many taxis have just driven past this like let's get the bus or something he's like nah we're just gonna walk back and i'm like am i being punished for enjoying myself
1: <laughs> like, damn like? okay dad what the fuck yeah
0: exactly we we love um we love positive male role models in this house like
1: yeah that, absolutely what fuck? fucking punishing himself too by walking this fucking what the fuck okay that is weird i'm so sorry <laughs> oh right. man but actually like my first proper like hard show i went to and i mean i'm younger than you right greg so mm-hmm. my first show was um no local bands but it was august burns red in heart's wake and fucking asking with that stupid new um uh, singer they had back then i don't remember oh my god the
0: guy from um the guy from make me famous yeah i know the. yeah <laughs> it
1: was he I, I left after like a few songs when Asking was playing because I just couldn't bear it. But I really liked, I used to, I, I was a big fan of In Heart's Wake back then. So I was very excited to see them. It was like my first So I was like, oh my God, I get to see them. Also, August Burns Red was actually a good band. So like that was cool. Them. But it's it's so funny to see the contrast to you going to the like the first show. Like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, big <laughs> bands metalcore you see to be fair
0: right your your first hard show being like August Burns Red is like goated shit getting to see them in general would be amazing I've missed them every single time that they've been up in Scotland and
1: I've seen them a few times it's funny <laughs> like
0: my, my friends are the exact same like they've they've actually gotten to see like fucking Marianas Trench and everything and I'm like that's that's so fucking annoying that you get to see that and I don't that should have been me but like yeah fair but, like, in Heart's Wake, I still remember when, like, when um, when that band kind of just, like, came up in the scene and everyone was, like, listening to, like, Survival, the one that had, like, the fucking Killing Spree Halo sample before the break. Yes. Bit. And yeah. I just remember, like, everyone was on that. Everyone loved it. And it was just yeah. really cool. I think that was, like, one point where, like metalcore in general like everyone was happy <laughs> everyone agreed yeah that this one is...
1: short period of time
0: everyone was like yeah this shit's hard this is good that was like when northlane had put out like fucking the australian national anthem dispossession and stuff as well
1: yes like, yes time. holy australian metalcore was goaded honestly
0: time to be alive what i think is cool with like even with like me being like fucking ancient and you being like much younger than I am, I think it's cool that like w- there's moments in time that we both got to experience where just like particular bands were iconic and cool. Like you got to yes. experience, like in Heart's Wake when like they had like came up and everyone was loving the survival breakdown and shit. And then I got to see like Funeral for a Friend when like ours came out and casually dressed who came out. And ah, uh, yes, it's just kind of wild how like some bands kind of have like this effect where they can just kind of become iconic for their time and they're just always remembered for like something cool as shit or something yeah
1: something bad like uh that asking period um we don't talk about but i can't i got to see them but yeah i got to see them with danny in a cowboy hat twice (laughs) okay so i think they redeemed they they redeemed themselves with that one it a, was sunny so, it was
0: funny i think that's a pretty sweet experience to be fair <laughs> i remember getting to experience danny when he had like that side project that was called we are harlot and it was like oh yes and, oh my god man i've never been to a show where like i've just like hated everything so much in my life <laughs> just like <laughs> like everyone was having a great time But see for me everything was off the vibe, it sounded like shit, nobody yeah. moving, just everything about it was just awful. And um I get it. One thing that I always remember about that show was um the first band they were on, like it was no local bands on the bill. Can't remember for the life of me what they were called, but like I think it was maybe like 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 June, July when I went to the show, and, like, they're all dressed, like, in fucking spooky skeleton makeup and stuff, and they've got a woman that's singing, and she's, like, giving out, like, black roses to people in the crowd and that, and in, like, Whoa. this, like, immaculate, like, gothic dress and, like, the, the fucking stage is just filled with, like, like, antique mirrors and shit like that, because they're trying to set the scene. But the one thing that really stuck out for me and really fucking annoyed me about that set wasn't uh-huh the band or the sound or any song that they played it was um they had played like two songs and then the vocalist just starts like talking to the crowd and she's like i've been sent back in time to reap the souls i, I am a reaper that's came back to save humanity and shit like that and i was like "Wait, have i heard what? this before and she keeps talking being like yeah, like um some souls are dangerous, some souls need to be cleansed and that I've been sent back and kept repeating it. And I was like, fuck, that's that's the fucking first episode of Bleach the Anime. And I'm like,
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I she was just like repeating this and I was like, that's bleach. What that's the fuck amazing. are you talking about? And like everyone in the crowd's like just like lapping it up, like, yeah. This is cool. This band's got a backstory. And I'm like, no, they're just weebs. That's it. Yes.
1: Of course it's gonna be weebs, man. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just uh that just like annoyed me like so fucking much. I was just like, you can't do this. But I think it was because like this was like a long time ago as well. So I think I was like still kind of like in my period of thinking like these bands are lame. I only like rise records bands. My jeans yes. are so tight i have I'm so tired and my nike high tops <laughs> and i was just like nah this is bullshit Nah, i only i only like sleeping with sirens and all that gimpy <laughs> shit that i now look back on and wish i could <sighs> punish myself for what
1: a time what a time
0: Jeez. but yeah so um yeah that that was that was just really fucking annoying that show but right i I've get got, that i've got one more thing that i want to talk to you about and then hit me okay so last thing i want to talk to you about is um you know how we spoke about uh pop punk has this issue metalcore has this issue hardcore has an issue with everything Um, yes mainstream music and indie the thing that they have a problem with is a gig etiquette and they have like this massive obsession with queuing for days outside of venues and they have this understanding that if they queue for days, then that means they're the most deserving of getting to like the barrier. So, um, what has basically happened is you'll have seen bits of this because like I've been shading stuff on it, and it's just funny as hell. Yes, uh, a band called Inhaler. I have no idea who they fucking are. Um, doesn't ring any bells. Zero bells are ringing right now. Um, fans of this band Inhaler feel that they're entitled to the barrier despite their tickets being like unreserved standing tickets they're kind of of this mindset of same as like when people were like standing outside of 1975 and five seconds of summer shows for days camping they're like I've been here for the longest so therefore I deserve to get the barrier
1: uh, <laughs> that, that, that just sends me back to my architects Sophia loves them she has to be at the barrier days so I don't know I mean I've been uh like I used to do that where I'm like 6 hours before opening of the doors um standing there in line not even at the front but I still managed to get like front row somehow because I'm a fast ass runner and no one complained because first come first serve if you're the fastest you get to the berry if not well sucks to be you I don't fucking care yeah. So I don't know man like if you want to be in the front you go but it, depending on the show people are gonna get to the front somehow yeah totally by not waiting for like three days
0: <laughs> oh, yeah I don't know what you're, to you're say totally right like it's it's absolutely genre dependent so like see when you were always like going for the front of like architect shows so we're talking like metalcore here like yeah how, I take it it was just a case of like You wouldn't be waiting for, like, fucking days. You would wait outside for a couple hours in in the line. You would get in, and you would probably just, like, make your way for the front, and if you needed to push past people, you would. Like, no sprints. Yeah, simple as that. Like, I kind of had, like, the same thing with, like, Converge at Outbreak this year, where I had just finished filming a set on the second stage, put my camera stuff down. Converge had maybe started playing already, and I can just remember being at the back of the fucking venue and having to push through like thousands of people just to get to the front. But there was never at any point was anyone like, "Hey, I've actually been here for longer. You can't go in front of me." But then again, that's it's totally dependent on the genre, and I think that's where indie has kind of, kind of, kind of almost like reinforced its place in music as having some of the lamest fucking fans where they have to get to the front and they feel that they're so entitled to it because they bought a ticket. They feel that since Um, they bought a ticket, they're paying the band's wages. Therefore, they should be able to act however they wanted the show. And then people have got like this whole like gig etiquette thing where they're like, if uh, I need to leave to go to the bathroom, uh, I want you to leave my spot open so I can just come back and slide straight back in there. It's like that shit just doesn't happen, man. Like...
1: I don't know. That's so weird. I don't know if you don't have a seat or anything. I don't see you being entitled to anything besides just being able to stand in some sort of place anywhere. You know, I don't know. It's so weird to me.
0: <laughs> so like, um... Um, I had I had tweeted about it a little bit because like stuff like this kind of like always bothers me, but. Mm-hmm this has bothered me immensely but also brought me an insane amount of joy because some of like the replies to like this are wild so um the reason that this whole thing came up is because a girl was like live tweeting the entire time that she was at the show and then she uploaded like a voice note of um, her basically crying being like i've waited in the queue for the line for x amount of time and the fucking security guard opened the back door so people just got to go in that hadn't been queuing for as long as me. I can't see the stage. I'm not at the front. Wah! Womp womp. Just, it, it it was like, why would you upload that, first of all? But then at the same time, why would you feel that you're so entitled to a very particular experience that isn't guaranteed, like you're going to a show just like everyone else you've bought a ticket you can buy merch just like everyone else but there's nowhere on the barrier that has your name on it like (laughs) show's gonna sound great everywhere wherever you're standing yeah if you want to get if you want to get like a good view of the stage go sit in the seating bit because nothing gets in the way of the seating bit you can see everything from those spots
1: yeah oh my god i i'm just looking up the whole discourse and i just see this picture of the girl crying which uh i don't know it feels weird i would not i don't feel uh it's me i don't feel the need to post something like this maybe in my stories if it's like for funsies Mm -hmm. but the fucking comments are sending me so oh my i mean this girl i think it's a girl at least uh, they i'm just gonna say they they just fucking tweeted. If you're incapable of enjoying the music if you aren't at barrier feel the need to cry over it you don't like the band's music that much you're just an attention
0: seeker <laughs> it's so like, true like yeah. it's it's it is pure main character syndrome like why would you post that shit of you in tears because you didn't get what you want like yeah you're posting that because you're wanting people to respond and be like i'm so sorry that happened to you it's not like you've lost a fucking family member. You're still in the room. Just push your way up to the front. It's no. Yeah,
1: it can also be polite and just ask if you can move. Like I usually when I have to like, doesn't matter if I played a show or something, but I need to like move through the crowd. I'm just like, hey, sorry. Yeah, I just need to get through. Sorry, Ugh, like a stupid fucking motherfucker. But I still. You get through it you know exactly like, all... like
0: you literally have the ability to talk to people you can say excuse me you can make your way to the front what's gonna happen you say excuse me to someone and someone just stands with their arms out in front of you and is like i'm sorry i can't let you pass <laughs> like a fucking yeah security guard man what
1: the yeah, fuck?
0: exactly um oh my god I, I saw two things that i thought were wild which was um oh yeah a guy had shared well someone had shared like the girl crying and it was like breaking unreserved standing doesn't guarantee a reserved standing spot at a show and i yeah. think like yeah there's sense to that like your ticket guarantees you access to the venue If you got a standing yes. ticket you'll be in the standing bit you get a seating ticket you'll be in the seating bit cool that's your guarantee but then someone has shared this unreserved standing doesn't guarantee a reserved standing spot and said If you are in the line, you should get first choice of where to stand. First come, first serve. It is unfair and immoral to believe that is okay to shove to the front and hurt people in the circumstance. Even if some of the people weren't hurt, they have every right to be upset if they haven't queued all day slash night and have gotten shoved all the way to the back. uh, I, I just think it's actually wild to think that there's this sense of entitlement in this particular genre of music that like imagine being like first in line and thinking like all right okay i'm gonna i've got the i I have the first choice of where to stand imagine like you're first in the door you're just looking at this empty venue no one else can get in and you're just like i really need to figure out where i need to stand here Bands got to wait set times get pushed back even though they already always do because for this one person to be like i guess i'll stand over there I don't know, it makes me think of, like, fucking RuneScape and everyone gets, like, a tile.
1: Also, like, if you're not in, like, in a way disabled that you have, like, you need a wheelchair to go to, like, anywhere, like, I think that's totally fair. If you're in a wheelchair and you need, like, the space or they have, like, those special, like, areas, then you're entitled to that space. And a seat if you need it, if you bought the ticket. But everything else is just, like, pure luck. And you're not entitled to anything. Yeah, You're entitled is. to be there and have fun and just see the band that you wanted to see. And the rest is just like history. I don't fucking know what to say. But what, what sent me about the tweets, about all of this discourse, was one person pulling the autistic card.
0: Oh my god, that's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> like,
1: okay, so that? so basically... For people that don't know, I'm autistic. So um let me let me just whip out my knowledge about this particular thing. So person tweets <clears throat> about the same thing, right? It's still about the girl and the fucking show. And they're whipping out the autistic card saying, I'm autistic and need to be at the barrier for multiple reasons. Sensory issues in the pit are at peak level. I'll zone out if I'm not literally staring at the band. I need to be able to lean on something because my legs get tired easily and I will fall over. Okay, so let's dissect this real quick. Um, I also have sensory issues, maybe not the same ones as this person, but I don't need to stand at the barrier looking at the band to be able to be at the concert. I'm just saying, because I don't know. I think that's fucking bullshit. You can lean at a wall. There's walls, like pillars. There's
0: (laughs) walls.
1: There's walls in a venue. Like, there's no pits at the walls, usually, if it's like a big ass concert, right? We're not like talking about local shows where they're doing the side to side from wall to wall. So you're safe. You can have a good time there. Like even me at Outbreak when I watched fiddlehead, I was in the crowd and I I could not handle what was going on, so I had to get out. I almost <laughs> like I almost died. So I went to the wall and I I had such a nice time looking at big screen. Such a good time. No sensory issues there. Also, I get it like having sensory issues and enjoying live music is so bullshit. Because you're, you're, like, you have to get prepared to be, like, touched and, like, you know, having yeah, all exactly. of these things going on. So, you have to, like, mentally prepare yourself either way. But, like, that doesn't give you the right to be at the barrier. That's bullshit. <laughs> like, sure, if you're first and you get there, good for you. But that doesn't mean you get to the venue you go there people are already in the front and you're like i'm autistic i need this please give me barrier yeah no i i think that's total bullshit okay, sure
0: you to anything no other.
1: it's it's a disability yes you can have issues yes i totally get that but that it's not an excuse for you to get any spot at, at the concert I'm sorry. I like I'm t- I'm saying this as an autistic person that goes to like almost every show, e- big or small. I mean, I used to go to architect shows and be in the front just because I was able to. I was fast enough. Yeah. Like be a fast runner then. I don't know. Sounds I don't like know a, what you say. It sounds
0: like a skill issue. It's like, oh you're too yeah, slow into in the barrier. You're lost.
1: If people push to the front, like it's gonna happen. People move. It's a show. It's not mm-hmm. a fucking... Even, even at like rap... I, I was at this Two Side Boys show. There was a pit. People was were moving all the fucking time. Like, it, it doesn't matter which show you go to. There's going to be movement. There's going to be people pushing. As long as they're nice about it. Like, you know, it happens. Even if they don't want to. Like, I got pushed around even at Turnstile. And I ended up at The Barrier. And I hate being at the barrier at this point because it just hurts me. Yeah, I'm small. But my lungs, my stomach, everything was squished. I thought it was dying. <laughs> but it was fun. It was still fun. I don't, like, I didn't care. But still, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Stop with the entitlement. Like, doesn't matter if you're autistic or not. Please don't pull this card. You can mention it, sure. But it doesn't give you, like, this pass for everything.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly Jeez. it. You can't it's so just, annoying you can't just like pull out the sunflower lanyard and be like my invisible illness means that i must be at the barrier someone had posted something that i thought was really interesting underneath it and what it was was a uh, i'm autistic and my legs get tired easily for a variety of health reasons also the heat can drop my blood sugars and energy so you know what i do i find a wall because there's walls pillars or the barrier <laughs> to lean on Disabilities entitle us to accommodation, but they aren't excuses for the best seat. I think that's probably yeah. the best explanation you can really give to it.
1: But then <laughs> person comes back and says, yes, that's what I'm saying. No, it's not. The reason I camp out all day is because of this. I'm so happy other people experienced this too. It's not the same as what you just not tweeted. I'm sorry. It's not the fucking same. I don't want to like come for this person. It's just... Person one tweets like bullshit. Person two states experience that is actually valid and says something good. Person one comes back and says, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not... I don't think... Like, people camp out all day because of a hidden disability. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. At least I wouldn't do it anymore. Like, it doesn't... Like, sure, you can do it. I don't think you should. I think it's bullshit. I mean, you can enjoy a
0: concert either
1: way. But, like, it's not the same. It's not the same.
0: There's a lot of... (sighs) I, I, like, I don't want to, like, blame, like, lockdown or anything like that, but I know that quite a lot of people resort to saying that, like, lockdowns and, like, the whole COVID period was, um though that was the reason that, like, gig etiquette had to, like, be introduced because a lot of people that started going to shows during that time just do not know how to act at shows. And, like, yeah. I, like I, I generally just, I generally don't want to believe that it's lockdown that's done that. I don't want to believe. No. I don't want to believe that it's like um, videos online of people seeing shows, and they're only seeing like little snippets of what what shows can be like. I generally just think that people are becoming more entitled as as, as time goes on, because I think that as like I don't know, I'm I'm gonna it's not necessarily a conspiracy theory sort of thing but I think it's more an idea of like as time progresses on technology moves on our need for like information and whatnot and um, we're becoming more impatient and we want things now that's why like clickbait and headlines and shit all work without actually, yeah. people actually reading stuff because you want the information now with the least amount of effort and I feel that that's kind of like wormed its way into like the music industry and like um like music and like concert environments and stuff where people want to have the experience that they want as quickly as they possibly can in the way that suits them and I think that's kind of where the entitlements came from because if people are not getting what they want in a very particular way in a way that they're used to then they're going to throw fits and they're going to post photos of them crying and post and post voice notes of them crying as well and weaponizing um, mental illness or weaponizing um the likes of autism or weaponizing any other kind of like health issues i think like weaponizing that is like it's almost like playing a card like you said earlier like it's just yeah it's something that it's something that shouldn't be done and it's it's not like it's not even like it's something that's frowned upon like oh like oh you shouldn't do that oh it's more a case of like you just shouldn't do it because it's a shit thing to do like,
1: yeah, it doesn't really matter, you know, like, if, if you have anything in that case, like, just don't,
0: just, just don't. Just be cool, just chill, just fucking get on with it, just, I don't know, stop going to it. Yeah, stop I mean, I think, shows and get your I head think
1: lockdown probably did its part, you know, like, to, I don't know, like, people becoming entitled at some point but it's also just the flow of of the time i guess too but lockdown did its part for sure with i don't know i've i've never seen something like that before and now it's just like uh happening every week (laughs) as we know (laughs) um (laughs) but i don't know um for you know like my experience as being someone that has like mental health issues like quite a lot of them and one being autism which is a big spectrum you know everyone experiences stuff differently but you're not entitled to anything like i'm autistic and i anywhere i go i cannot like calculate how everything will be or you know like even if i go to a concert i can just do stuff to protect myself Sure. to be like this is how i would be the most comfortable and if that is not given to me or like if i can't get to it i have this sort of thing or this sort of thing you know like i have to more or less calculate everything that could happen just in case that i don't fucking lose my mind right or have like a fit with myself not with everyone else because it's not other people's fault that i cannot accommodate to myself Mm -hmm. because sure my friends know about it and they And they try to maybe like help me out or like, you know, whatever. But it's not a given that I will be comfortable everywhere I go. That's why I have to prepare myself mentally every single day of my life to make myself comfortable somehow. And that will not happen, you know, like every day. There will be situations where I'm just like, fuck. And then I have to do something about it, you know yeah like, like, it doesn't fucking matter so you're not entitled to anything it doesn't matter what m- mental health issue you have you know that's my opinion as someone that's going through it it doesn't mean that it's the correct uh opinion maybe but that's how i see it and it's like yeah it sucks to see people have a discourse about it on twitter for like no reason at all <laughs> i don't know